Uh, Rusty alluding to the Wolves, Johnny K, John Krasinski will join us by the hour. We'll talk a lot of Timberwolves and seemingly now what you do in the NBA is you trade, uh, you make a trade for 19 second round draft choices. I was amused when you were making deals and there were draft choices for 2029. Now the new thing is we'll throw you seven draft, seven second round draft choices. So, Johnny on the uh, the deal that happened and maybe Pat Bev coming back. But let's let's talk a little more about Angie Craig. And this broke as our show was starting. But as Rusty pointed out, more details now. In case you missed it from Rusty, this is the Metropolitan Police Department, D.C., said that Representative Angie Craig saw an individual in the lobby of her apartment building acting erratic as if he was under the influence of an unknown substance. The congresswoman said good morning to the man as she entered the elevator to go to her apartment. He followed her into the elevator and began to randomly do push-ups, according to the report, and then closed his hands into a fist and punched her in the jaw before grabbing her neck. This is frightening at this point. This is absolutely yes. frightening. The report said Craig tossed her hot coffee at him. Finally, one reason to have coffee. Any other reason, it's gross, it's disgusting, it's overhyped, but I found a reason for coffee to exist. As a deterrent, if you don't have mace or pepper spray, yeah. hot coffee will work. Coffee. And then, by the way, when you throw it, then you don't have to taste the crap. So, but you got to smell it, though. Yeah, you do. It smells awful. The report says Craig tossed her hot coffee to defend herself, and the man fled before officers arrived on the scene. The case remains under active investigation. And as we said at the start, and as Rusty pointed out, right now they are saying they do not believe this was this attack, this scary attack, and thankfully she's okay. I'm Like anybody, she'd be traumatized by this. All of us would be. But this was not politically motivated. So, sadly, we have watched other incidents that have been politically motivated and have been scared. The worst was the deranged supporter of Bernie Sanders, middle last decade, who wanted to kill Republicans went where they were practicing for the annual baseball game, Republicans against Democrats. Did he have a gun? Did he have a rifle? I forget what he had. But he went there to kill as many Republicans as he could. Steve Scalise, then and now in a leadership position, because of that, he had security with him. And the people who were there, the police report, believe if Scalise doesn't have security detail, you come on ahead, seven, eight, nine individuals killed. Purely because a deranged individual didn't like a political party. And we talk a lot about Paul Pelosi. How he was attacked because another deranged individual who clearly a lot of his beliefs Align with some of the craziness on the right. Not all Republicans, just like not all Democrats were with this Bernie Sanders lunatic. 
um, and attack Paul Pelosi. No, it was disgusting. It was embarrassing. It was shameful how so many people laughed about it. They still make jokes about it. Who are you? What is honestly wrong with you? If you're making, you don't have to, you, you can completely disagree with Nancy Pelosi. You can uh, have disdain for her politics. Her 80 year old husband was attacked. But no, they were lovers, they were friends. It was all a setup. Gross. You, 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 you have. You have a lot of hate in your heart if your default is automatically because of politics to think that way. So I ask this again from what we know now. This is not politically motivated. But we see these stories where individuals in Congress are confronted. We saw what was happening with. It was at Kavanaugh's house, right? Where. They were showing up displays. And it took, by the way, the Democrats how long to okay security for Judge Kavanaugh. That was ridiculous. Utterly. First of all, we should have the, the Supreme Court justices should have protection. Should all members of Congress have protection? Where where do we draw the line? Tim Wallace has protection. Okay? And he's obviously more visible than most people in Congress. I'm sure because of multiple things, including the top of the list, hating her because of her faith that Ilhan Omar never goes out without security. Yeah, That doesn't mean she hasn't said anti-Semitic things, by the way. Call them out. That doesn't stop you from disagreeing with her. But come on. The majority of the hate towards her is because of her religion. But what do you think? And textures, let me know. 651-461-9226. Should all members of Congress, should we make a financial change so all members of Congress have security with them at all times? I'm inclined to say yes. Hey, look at our budget. You know, we, it's, it's a crazy amount of money. <laughs> we have what? When when Biden unveils it, even when the Republicans in the smaller size government, how many trillions is it going to be? Are we really going to draw the line on this? And I get some people might say, okay, now where, where does it go? Where's the next slippery slope? I, I think this this should happen here. And I don't, like, I think it's clear here that it's not happening for everybody in Congress. Because here's Angie Craig. And, you you know, if a congresswoman or a congressman says, I don't want it, to call. President can't say that. Walsh can't say that. No. Am I wrong to even say that? Should, should a member of Congress say, no, I don't want it? I think at the very least it should be an option. Yeah, I think. We've hit a point at 2023. We've, I mean, you can ask Ilhan Omar about threats she received. You can ask any member of Congress, yeah, right, about threats they receive. You know, that's, I think that's that's scary enough. And again, I will reiterate: from what we know right now, this is someone 
who's having significant mental health issues. And the reporting say, no idea. He had no idea it was Andrew Craig. I'm just saying go, going forward in the climate we live in right now, and not, I'm not trying to chill anybody's opinions in any way. Maybe he can show some nuance to your opinion occasionally. Maybe how about you offer an opinion, not threaten. But I think they should. I absolutely think they should have security. I think we're making a mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. I think it's we've gotten to the point in our country where violence is mainstreamed with politics. It is. And that's that's a massive problem, and it's not going to turn around. Sadly, it's not slowing down. It's getting worse. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Let me know. Call or text. 651-461-9226. Hold on a second. I just want to say something. Uh, Congress was just briefed on the China spy flights. One of the representatives went in there. I believe was wearing a Chiefs jersey for the China spy briefing. You got to support the club. Support the club. I mean, is it David Putty? I mean... I mean, I'm all for I, – I hope the person is genuinely a fan, by the way, not fake fan. You know, I'm a congressman from Missouri, so i got to act like I'm it's a Chiefs fan, and I don't care about them at all. But when it's a briefing about China and a balloon, do you need to wear the Travis Kelsey jersey into the briefing? Was it a Kelsey? I don't know what it was. Could have been a Mahomes. I mean – Could have been. No jerseys in a briefing – when our arch rival is trying to spy on us. How about just no jerseys in Congress? Seems, seems really, fair. If you're an adult, just don't wear a football journey, jersey even to a game because you look awful. Whoa. So, Dave Harrigan looking down at sports fans, telling right now on WCC Radio 218 that no sport fan, no sport fan, like I've made up a sport, a, sport fan. <laughs> No fan of a team who's over the age of 18 is ever allowed in Dave Harrigan's arena or stadium wearing a jersey. Okay. I'll lament. If you're at the game, maybe it's okay. I have maybe. A, I have it maybe. Maybe. I have a problem with adults that wear specifically basketball and football jerseys. Hockey and baseball, there's a different look. What? I think they can be done much classier. Than the football hockey? jersey, you got you got the big bulky hockey jersey. That's worse than you, you, the you know, difference than is, the NBA jersey. The difference is on the front of the hockey jersey, it's the logo of the team. Same pretty much with your baseball. Whereas football, I'm just going to wear this number around. And the basketball, I mean, come on, should any adult be wearing a tank top in public? You're sculpted. Just showing off your wares. I don't think most of the folks are sculpted. <laughs> so in other words, you need a weight cloth. You need a body fat. Dave's going to be there because you've said maybe. So you're going to be at the gate like uh, when the Wolves play again. Or the Wild, they're about to start a seven-game homestand. Dave Harrigan will call Bill Guerin. He's got his number now. Say, Billy, I'm going to be at each gate, and I'll let folks know if they're allowed to be. No. Allowed to be Again, yeah. I said the hockey sweater they're and the they're baseball fine. jersey okay. are fine. They, they have the logo. The team logo is prominent on, okay. on the front. I've got Ethan's number. I'll give you Ethan Casson. Thank you. President of the Wolves. Hold on. Name drop. Um, I'll give you Ethan's number, and you will be stationed 
You'll work with me and you'll be stationed. And as a 47-year-old shows up and he's got the Gundars Vetra <laughs> number two jersey, you're going to give him the Dikembe Mutombo. Get out. Go home. Come on. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Look in, look, look in the mirror. All right, so our two topics are, should members of Congress have security <laughs> and should adults be allowed in an arena or a stadium with a jersey on? Seems like a two that really go well together. Well, today they did. They do. Right. 651-461-9226. Give us a follow on Twitter at Dave underscore Harrigan at Chad Artman Show. These two topics have come together somehow. This is a, from what we know now, a non-politically motivated attack against Angie Craig. But this world is more violent. And many people in politics have security. Should members of Congress always have security? We're both in agreement, yes. And then also, Dave Harrigan has decided he will be the judge whether adults will be allowed into stadiums and arenas wearing a jersey. He is saying, baseball, target field, you're okay. Hockey, you're okay. But he will set up camp at U.S. Bank Stadium and Target Center, and he alone will decide if you're allowed to enter said venue, wearing a jersey. You're, you're basically saying most adults at the age of 18 you know, grow up, cheer for the team, but don't wear a jersey. That's what you're saying. I'm saying yes. That's pretty close. That's close enough. That's, yes. That's what yes. you're saying. If you're wearing a jersey that features a number of a player more prominent than the team itself, Get a, get a life? Is a little bit. Bit. you got to rethink it a little bit. Okay. It's not a good look. All right. Uh, on the, uh, the two topics. So far it's been said non-political motivated. It's what's your objective? I think I've laid that out clearly. Right? I've said it's not politically motivated like four, t- that. four yeah. times now. Say it again for the people in the back. Not please. politically motivated, but my God, look at the world we're in now. Look at... The amount of violence we have. Look at the anger which we have in politics. 435 members of Congress. I think we can spend money and have one security person with them. I do. I think it's a reasonable request. Everyone except MTG, she would just pick more fights. I don't. I, she's going to pick fights no matter what. And people, by the way, I'm sure she gets filth. I mean, among the people who get the most hate mail and threats, I'm sure she's in the top two or three. Yeah, she's made herself prominent. She doesn't, I mean, she deserves criticism for a lot of what I think is utter nonsense and that she's a non-serious person, but threats absolutely, possibly never. Uh, No, especially if they're going to be armed. They can pay their own money if they want to, but not armed. Why wouldn't we want them armed? We're just going to have security with them, and they're just going to be—they're going to be a friend. Hey, hey, f- hey, fellow human, you've come here to potentially kill a congressman. I don't have a weapon. I just want to peacefully sit down. Let's start. Let's let's talk through this, shall we? Namaste. <laughs> How about we go into a dark room with a Raj and we sit there? Slippery slope. Agree with many things you talk about, Chad, but this is absolutely nuts. The cost would be crazy as well. On you in particular, Dave's a clown. Oh, that's super. Yeah. 
Congress should have jerseys, red or blue. That's it. With all the same number, a big fat zero. Should members of Congress wear New Jersey be allowed past security? What do you say to that, Dave? <laughs> Might be kicked out of Congress. I don't know. Simply put, Dave's a clown. Got to support your favorite team players. Uh, I think D.C. City Council has read determined policies for their D.C. residents. No one else. They're not always in D.C. Hello? <laughs> this isn't that tough. Uh... Chad, while my political leaning is a little further right, I enjoy the opinions, viewpoints. Politicians on both sides have largely created and perpetuated the political climate divide in this country. While I believe that no one should be harmed for their political views, I disagree in the public funding for their security. Unfortunately, since the Trump cult emerged, yes, congressional members should have professional security with them uh, at all times. You should have seen the two dozen squad cars with lights flashing, rolling in I-94 West with the vice president about a half hour ago. And then I think this is directed at you. Grow up, Peter Pan. I don't understand how that's directed towards me. Yeah. I think you're confused with Peter Pan quite often. (laughs) We dance around the the studio during the break like Peter. I'd rather you fly around. That would be very impressive. Is Peter a dancer? Very skilled. A lot of skills. Apparently, you're dismissing Peter Pan. Well, no, I don't. I don't remember ever seeing Peter Pan dance very well. I mean, he could certainly sword fight a little bit. He could take on Captain Hook. A lot of skills. A lot of skills. A lot of skills. He's a swordsman. He is a swordsman. <laughs> There's no doubt. Another swordsman is John Krasinski. Johnny K on the Wolves. When we come back, no, uh, no deals for the Wolves today. But yesterday, they send D'Angelo Russell. He ends up in L.A. Russell Westbrook ends up in Utah. Mike Conley here. Obviously, a couple of former Timberwolves also end up with the Lakers. And there's another player we're going to talk about coming to the Wolves also. But the core is D'Lo leaves. Mike Conley comes here. Our pal John Krasinski from The Athletic, who was all over the story as he is all the time, joins us on the John Schuster uh, Coldwell Banker Hotline. I, I, I apparently am a hypocrite because you know I do not like watching. D'Angelo Russell. He, he's not my guy. But as I said in our texting thread, I, just said, I don't love this trade because I think they are chasing money. And I think this team has been chasing money for too long. And if this was Mike Conley five years ago, I would do this deal in a millisecond. And it's not like I'm watching the Jazz all the time, Johnny, but when I see the Jazz this year, I see – a guy who's about 60 to 70% of his former self, and they're going to pay him $24 million next year. And I, I, I'm completely against re-signing D'Lo. I would have either tried to sign and trade in the offseason or just wipe my hands and said, I'm sorry, there goes that money, and save that money because you're about to give Edwards huge money, you're about to give McDaniels huge money, and you're going to try to give Nas pretty big money. I think you see it differently. Um, just just a little bit, Chad. I mean, I agree with you that Mike Conley is not some savior who's coming in and is going to be an all-star level player and is going to immediately solve all of their problems. Um, I do think that with where the market for D'Angelo Russell is and was, they were never going to get anything like that. And I do think that is one of the things that made them hesitate in terms of taking it to the summer for a sign and trade because they just couldn't get anybody to 
be takers and and to and to engage with them on any meaningful trades with real like high quality players coming back and so um it, it's you know not to get too much into the weeds but um he D'Angelo Russell makes 31 million dollars this year if he did walk in free agency they would only have about nine and a half to ten million of that right. to spend on a new point guard yep. those you can't get a starting point guard mm-hmm. for that kind of money yep. and so that, that's the difficulty. So it would have taken a sign and trade, and you kind of have to get lightning to strike on a sign and trade to make it work out well. So instead, they get Mike Conley, who is on a contract next year. They can carry that money into next season before the big contracts kick in. And if they can make a move with Conley next season, maybe they do. Um, and in the meantime, they're just hoping that him being a game manager quarterback is going to be better for their team than the gunslinger that D'Angelo Russell was. And we will see about that. Um, but they, they just believe that this team needs an adult in the room and, a, and an organizer of the offense. And Mike Conley is more capable of doing that than D'Angelo Russell. You ha- have made this point a number of times lately, and you're right on. Even myself, a D-load detractor, has to acknowledge that the last couple months on the offensive end, he has been a big-time asset. He still is terrible defensively. He's not an adult behind the scenes. They've done a good job hiding that, but they're tired of the act. It's very clear. That's a part of this. But he makes shots. you know. And when you have Anthony Edwards out there and you need to space the floor – D'Angelo Russell, for the last couple months, has been making a lot of shots. They are going to miss that part. And whereas Conley, you nailed it, he runs an offense. He's an old-school point guard. So if you're predisposed to like old-school point guards who play a slower pace, know how to run two-man game, uh, you're going to like a mid-range. He's no better defensively. But, you know, they're going to miss that shooting, I think, more than some of the detractors. And I am a D-Lo detractor. I think some of the detractors are going to miss him the next month. That doesn't mean he was going to stay at this pace for the rest of the year. But he's been central to that offensive surge the last couple months. Yeah, it is, Chad. And that is – I've been trying to sort of straddle the fence here because there are a legion of D-Lo haters out there who blame – D'Lo for everything yep. bad that has gone wrong with the with the Wolves this season. That is not accurate. There are a legion, there are a, a, a smaller legion, but a legion of D'Lo lovers who think that he's an all star and that they've been he's been held back. That's not the case either. But what is absolutely the truth is that for two plus months, D'Lo has been on a heater, and that has been essential to the spacing for the Timberwolves with Carl Anthony Towns out. It has given Anthony Edwards some more room to work. It has allowed Jaden McDaniel's offensive game to grow. And what we saw at the start of the season, Chad, when the Wolves' offense was really struggling mm-hmm. and Hilo was not knocking down shots, is they really missed Malik Beasley, yep. who just shot a ton of threes. And it really changed the way that their offense operated. Um, I think they're going to go through a similar adjustment period without D'Angelo Russell, who was shooting – over the last 10 games, he was shooting more than 10 threes a game and making them at like a 40% clip. That's insane volume and efficiency. And I just don't see anyone else capable of stepping into that. So how they fill that mold and how they, they go forward is going to be crucial for them. They looked great last night, 
but they are playing a, a, a JV team. So we'll see what happens on, on Friday in Memphis. Uh, another point I want to emphasize that you raised, for the folks who are talking about what they got, here is D'Angelo on the best stretch with a contract that's ending, and they get a 35-year-old. So for the yes. folks who are over-evaluating, like some of these contracts, I would see people say, would you give D'Lo this? My head would explode. This tells you what the league thinks of him. And you know this better than I, but the, another team that was in the mix, the Clippers. If the Clippers, to me, would have ever offered either Mann or Kennard, not not both, I mean both, I would have driven them. But just either one, I think they would have done it in a millisecond. I mean, you're, you know, as, as reluctant as, as I am to okay this deal, I don't think Tim Conley was sitting there going, okay, here are my seven offers for D'Lo. Yeah. Uh, no, here was one or two because he had to dim- dis- dismiss the other four because they were ridiculous. Yeah, 100%, Chad. Um, when you look at it, here's the thing. Like, D'Angelo Russell has been on five teams in his career. Like, that this is a player who is constantly on the move and his worth around the league, his reputation around the league is pretty dyed in the wool. And so the Wolves have not just started entertaining trade offers or trade scenarios for D'Angelo Russell in the last two weeks leading up to the deadline. They looked at it this summer. They looked at it this fall. They looked at it early this winter. There was really no market even as – he started to really knock down shots. Now, I think he goes to the Lakers, and I think he has a chance to be really effective there with LeBron, with Anthony Davis, with Beasley, uh, you know, and, and being surrounded that way. I think he can be a good player, but there was no rabbit that Connolly could pull out of the hat here. There was no bigger deal that he passed up on because he just fell in love with Mike Connolly. I think that he likes Mike Conley. The Timberwolves like Mike Conley and what he can possibly bring to this team. But um, more so than anything, this was, we are not going to keep D'Angelo Russell past this year. We are getting a little bit worn out by the way that he treats Rudy Gobert, by the way that, by some of the things that he does behind the scenes. Yep. And we've got to move on here. And so, Conley was Conley and Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who's a nice little bench player, yep. um, was about as good as they could do, along with three second-round picks um, for a player who literally has three months left on his deal and has not much trade value on the market. It's it's not a bad deal in my estimation. John Krasinski from the Athletic is with us. So so many trades today, including Pat Beverly, who was a failure with the Lakers. Let's just be honest. Yeah. He, he outside of his dunk. In that Celtics game and bringing the camera out there, he really didn't do anything that was memorable. And he was traded to, what, Orlando for Mo Bamba? And so they're going to release him. So now the rumors start right away. Is he going to come back here? This is another one that both of us know. You know better than I. As as essential as Beverly was to the attitude and swagger, the brain trust, even this is before Conley, they were tired of Pat Bev at the end of the year. They just they were worn out. They thought he was encouraging players not to play, and they thought one year, this is great. Thanks, Pat Bev, but it's not going to be a long term relationship. If he's on yeah, the he was, if he's on the street, are, are they going to look at him? Because my guess is no. No, they're they're, they're not. 
uh, Chad. Uh, he, you're right. I mean, he had an, an immeasurable impact on this team last year, especially early on, getting them out of the early funk, getting some swagger into this group, having a young team believe in itself. He was great for that. He deserves all the praise and all the love that he's gotten from fans for what he did last season. But going forward, um, I just don't ever get the sense that the Wolves have ever really been fully open to bringing him back. Number one, the roster is full. They already brought out Brent, Brent Forbes today to make room for the trade. They don't typically buy out multiple players. Um, but also, they just um, they look at Pat Bev as not only, you know, you bring him in and he is kind of a guy who makes his presence felt, <laughs> yes. uh, for sure, um, but also just watch him play for the Lakers this year. Fans, I yeah. know Timberwolves fans, you love him. He deserves that. I know you love. Watch him play for the Los Angeles Lakers and tell me that Austin Rivers or Nate Knight aren't, aren't just better players who can help you more at this stage of their careers than Pat Bev. And I think that's where the Timberwolves are landing right now. They are not in on Pat Bev. And I do not see that changing over the next couple of days as the buyout market really kind of heats up here. It's crazy the number of trades with four, five, Three second-round draft choices. I mean, it was stunning that this kind of became the thing. Um, Is is Phoenix now, if Booker comes back and is healthy and Chris Paul plays 85% of Chris Paul, have they now become the team to beat in the West? Yeah, I think they have, Chad. I I think they're a little thin, um, certainly with everything that they gave up for Kevin Durant. But um, if Durant stays healthy – which is, has been a problem the last few years. And if Chris Paul is back, like you said, to 85%, I'd like to see him just get to 75%. Yeah. I think he's been really um, weakened, but certainly having Kevin Durant there is going to help quite a bit in that regard. And so I, I do think that they have leapfrogged to the, to the top of the pack. Them in Denver, I really do still believe in Denver. Uh, I think they've been the best team all year. I like some of the moves that they made to help themselves. But um, – yeah, that's the other thing here, Chad, when you look from a Timberwolves perspective is they made this Conley deal, you know, and the West was wide open. And then mm-hmm. Kevin Durant comes yeah. to Phoenix. Kyrie, you have in Dallas. Now you have the Lakers that are a little more fortified. Uh, the Clippers really did uh, load up as well. Like the West all of a sudden, again, is much more daunting tonight and into tomorrow than it was yesterday or the day before. So, um, yes, I, I would put Phoenix at the top, but I do think that there are some vulnerabilities there where, you know, if, if, if the health doesn't go the right way, um, uh, it's going to be Denver or, you know, maybe even the Clippers if they can put things together. Great stuff, sir. Thank you. We'll uh, chat soon. All right. Thanks, Chad. John Krasinski, he owns this beat. Uh, Mike Russo with uh, the Wild and Johnny with the Wolves, the Athletic. They are led by two fantastic journalist, and they do such a great job covering their respective teams. It's uh, 51 past two. Check out our podcast anywhere you can sign up for a podcast, Chad Hartman Show, and uh, follow us on Twitter, at Dave underscore Harrigan, at Chad Hartman Show. Uh, Mr. Drusha will uh, take you home. He's going to stay on until midnight tonight. He's got so much content. He told Henry Lake, Go home. Henry's off tonight. Oh, Henry's off? Steve Thompson. Steve Thompson. I I told him to forget it. 
I am going to break down the NBA trades today in detail I like starting it. at 7 p.m. I like it. I honestly, if you offered me a membership at Augusta right now, and I, all, the only thing I would have to answer is, who is on CCO at 9 o'clock? <laughs> I, 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 I have no I idea. I, I, it's some CBS national news roundup. Yeah, I, don't, I know. It's all, remember, it was about two months ago that I didn't realize we had car talk on. We have car talk on? We did. Well, don't say that because I ended up getting about 800 texts <laughs> who were so mad at me. I listened to, like, the gardening. I listened to the Lindis on the weekend. I listened to, like, the sports huddle the other day. Car talk. I didn't know we had car talk. I think it's Dan Burns. I had no idea. All and right. Great. Trust me. I mean, the the, the group, they're, they're big. We're glad they're doing it. Don't take them on. We don't need to be here working every day. That's, that's a very good point. <laughs> Linus Construction is here. They say I should shut up and let Jason start talking. I'll do that. 